We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. We begin this hour with the story that has now gone on for more than three weeks. And that is the murder of the four college students at an off-campus house at the University of Idaho in a place called Moscow, Idaho. Alex Stone has been covering this story for quite a while now for ABC News, for KFI. And he's going to bring us the latest uh, concerning any new information on the story. Alex, how are you? Hey there, guys. Uh, yeah, doing well. So police uh, put out a statement today affirming that they still have no suspects. What they do is about once a week, they uh, they, they put out a list of bullet points saying uh, that this is not true. It's all the, the true crime podcast theories that are out there and Facebook groups that have come up with things. And they say, nope, nope, nope. Uh, yeah, there was a dog in the residence, but... Uh, there was no evidence on it. Things where people have come up, well, there was a dog in there. And I probably picked up some of the evidence. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, their thing is, no, it was uh, no help. But they don't give any details. And what they do know, and we know, investigations, they, they keep things uh, close to the vest. We are in the fourth week of this investigation now. And police seem no closer than they were when it happened uh, over three weeks ago. And... At some point, if they were keeping things, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt early on, things close to the vest, do you think they would have acted on some of that now and had well, some leads? They still don't seem to have anything. Well, because the, the evidence is static. They're not going to get any new evidence coming in. Yeah, and time is not the, uh, the friend of a, a homicide investigator. And as time goes on, things begin to get cold. And then that is what the family's worried about. Today, the uh, police department 
put out something that seems very basic, would have been in the early hours of the investigation, that they are looking for anybody who was at a fraternity party from 9 p.m. on November 12th to 1.45 a.m. on the 13th, right before the, the murders happened. Two of the, the victims were there. They want to know the basics. Was anybody lurking? Was there an argument? Was there a fight? Anything that, that seemed a little weird that went on? They want to know and, and see if there was anything at that party that, that may lead to who this was. But they say still, and we say it over and over again, no suspect, no motive, no murder weapon. Today we are hearing, though, from at least the words of the two surviving roommates, the first time that they have kind of spoken out. It's in writing. It was at a memorial service over the weekend. A pastor read what they wrote. Bethany, one of the roommates, writing this. They all lit up any room they walked into and were gifts to this world. I wish every day that I could give them all one last hug and say how much I love them. And the other roommate, Dylan, writing. I know somewhere Zana and Ethan are together keeping each other company, watching us and telling us it's okay. Maddie and Kaylee were like second moms to me. They changed the way I look at life and how to enjoy life. And it comes as the families are getting more frustrated. And there are members of law enforcement saying, okay, four weeks uh, of investigating into a case like this coming into your fourth week that now you owe the, the families some answers if you've been holding things close to the vest, if not the public, at least the, the families. And the police in their new statement today saying speculation, uh, it would seem they were insinuating coming from the families, that's where it's been coming from, about the case is not helpful, causes rumors, causes fear in the community, well, but the lack of information that Moscow police have been putting out, they've created this vacuum where people are coming up with their theories. Is it and possible they don't have any information? They, it is very possible that... that yeah, that they don't have it, and that's why they haven't been putting it out. The the father of one of the murder victims of Kaylee, um, he says they are looking at now hiring potentially a private investigator to do the work that that he thinks police should be doing. I wouldn't think that police they've been so close to the vest that they would allow a private investigator to come in and see the crime scene and interview witnesses and see their evidence. But nonetheless, the family's looking at that. Kaylee's father went on Fox. He said if he's got to pay for that, then so be it. He wants somebody to take charge. You can hear the anger in his voice. I need somebody to step up and be an outfit. Be somebody to be a leader. Don't make me do it. I paid for that funeral. I paid for that. It's my right. You ain't taking that from me. And her dad saying that, that his daughter had worse wounds of the, the knife wounds than the others. And, and he believes that because of that, she may have been targeted. And he put how that this way. Means of death don't match. Their points of damage don't match. Sent my daughter to college to get an education. She came back in a box. And I can speak on that. And he says he got that from the, the autopsy and from the coroner. Now, criminologists say because she had worse wounds doesn't mean she was targeted. It could mean that the killer... She could have been the beginning where the, the killer had a lot of energy and then started to get weaker as it went on. Could have been that the killer, not to get too gruesome, but gets better at killing as he or she went on and then kills differently in, in the way and where he or she uh, stabbed somebody. But police said today, bottom line, they still don't know who did it. They're going but through 2,600 emailed tips, 2,700 yeah, phone tips, 1,100 digital media tips. And 99.9% those are crazy people and psychics and... People yeah. who oh, are, yeah. It's, it's a lot of that, but maybe somewhere in there, there will be a real answer, well, but they haven't gotten to it if yet. If they talked about some of the evidence they had, because they're asking the public, you know, to to share. Well, the public doesn't know what to share. If you tell them, like the kind of person you're looking for, like somebody at the party, 
somebody who might have had a crush on one of the girls, somebody, you know, who had a dispute in, in, in some way, neighbor who was pissed off at it being a party house. You know, maybe that opens up people's... Narrow it down a little bit. Their, their memory saying, oh, I remember, yeah, this guy was always complaining yeah, about the parties. Yeah, and you parties. know what? The, we, they, our teams asked the chief that last week, and he said, nope, that that would... Uh, open it up to things that they don't necessarily want, that then you'd be leading people in a certain way, that yes. then they would have to give away some investigative information. Yes. He is dead set on not giving anything away, <laughs> but then you've got that question in the community. Look, a third of students have not returned to the University of Idaho because they say they're scared, and the, the school is saying, you don't have to, there's a killer on the loose. Families are getting angry, members of the community are angry and, and nervous. Uh, that maybe it would help ease things out a little bit and calm people down. But the the chief's saying, nope, it would mess up their investigation if they gave any of that away. All right, Alex, thank you very much for that report. You got it. Thanks, guys. I think they Alex Stone, end. ABC News for KFI. The father, though, he's really went on in these interviews. Stephen Goncalves, his daughter Kaylee, was killed in the bed with, uh, like, her best friend, Megan. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, pretty... I would, too, because it's, it's up to the... Uh... It's up to the police department here and the prosecutors to uh, to execute. You can't just stand there every day and go, we got nothing new. We got nothing new. No, I don't want to reveal that. Don't want to reveal that. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. The trail's going cold. Maybe you screwed up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, we, we don't, you don't have to trust authorities. Look how often authorities screw up. Don't be intimidated. These are just local yokel guys, but they have a badge and a gun, so people go, oh, I don't know. They're police, you know, they're prosecutors. Like, what? Well, just small town. Small towns usually are filled with a lot of incompetent boobs, especially in, in, in government. Yeah, so, he said one of the murder squad officers is only 26, meaning he was only 19 when Moscow had its last murder in 2015. So they're just inexperienced, he said. I don't want anyone making mistakes in my child's case. Exactly. So he's getting really antsy. Here. Well, nobody's ever had to deal with a murder. I'm Four a of them. Yeah, four of them. This has never happened in anybody's lifetime, in anybody's police experience or uh, prosecuting experience. It hasn't happened. They don't know. I, I, I mean, it's so obvious. They're just standing around saying, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. Well, there's no new evidence coming in. This is it. Whatever you've got now, that's all you're going to get. Police also revealed new details. Remember there was a report that maybe one of the girls had a stalker? Yeah. Again, it's Kaylee. Kaylee Goncalves. Apparently, she was at a local business in mid-October. And according to investigators, two men were seen inside a local business in mid-October. The two men parted ways. One man appeared to follow Kaylee inside the business and outside as she walked to her car. The man turned away, did not appear to make any contact with her. They did contact both men, and they do not believe that they were involved in the murders. But that may be where the stalker story came from. It's hard to that, say. If that's all there is, that is a huge exaggeration. Yeah, there, is, there isn't much for that. I mean, it may have been a coincidence that he He's, appeared to be following yeah, her. Yeah, he was walking in. There was, I saw somebody walking in the same direction in the parking lot. You did? Yeah. Uh, and then weeks later, she turns up dead. See? See? Which is what all these true crime podcasts and these Reddit and Facebook forums and all this nonsense is, is you, is you have all these fools with nothing to do, just making stuff up. And then yeah. and it spreads around the Internet like crazy because people are bored and silly. 
the other couple, Ethan and Zana, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They're trying to check out. They were at the fraternity party. So they're going over that again and talking to everybody who was there. They were there until about 1.45 a.m. on the night of the morning of the murder. So they're looking into that. 2,645 email tips, 2,770 phone tips, 1,084 digital media submissions. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Well... Because there's 8 billion people in the world. Somewhere in that pile could be a nugget, but yeah. good luck. Yeah. Fa- fa- Facebook has 3 billion uh, members. Yeah. So it's, it's all the crazy people. I, I don't think, I don't think 99.999% of tips ever amount to anything but lunatics calling in. Because if you really had something, you'd call directly and meet with them directly. You wouldn't just leave a tip on a yeah, you tip leave, line? No. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up after 4.30, the Harvey Weinstein trial is in the hands of a jury now. Probably get a decision this week, maybe, unless it's a hung jury, like it was in that uh, Danny Masterson trial. That's the guy from that 70s show who was tried for rape, and apparently the jury there couldn't reach a decision, so there was a mistrial declared. We'll talk about the Weinstein trial and what they're looking at. Coming up after the news at 4.30, you may have heard that yesterday uh, a man apparently jumped to his death from a parking garage structure at Disneyland in Anaheim. We have now learned who that is, and it turns out he was the principal of an elementary school in Huntington Beach. Had been there for 22 two years. His name is Christopher Christensen, 51 years old. He was supposed to appear in court today on child endangerment and battery charges. Well, the reason we're going to know a lot more is he actually left a social media suicide note, a lengthy Facebook post just before he jumped from the Mickey and Friends Parking garage. I feel bad that this man took his own life, but did you have to go to Disneyland and jump from the top of a parking structure? Why so dramatic? I don't know. There's obviously a lot of trouble with him, a lot of trouble in in his household. Uh, here's part of his statement. He goes, uh, this is my wife, Marlena. I guess there was a picture accompanying it. Yes, you heard me correctly. Most of you don't know this, but we privately married three and a half years ago. I guess he had this wife that nobody knew about. That is interesting. Yeah, I did see that too, and I was like, what does that mean? Marlena and I love and adore each other, and our relationship has been amazing up until recently. Unfortunately, two weeks ago, she and I got into a heated argument at home in front of the girls. Now, I don't know if they're whose girls they are. Tempers were flared. Strong words were exchanged between us. However, never in this exchange did I hit, slap, or hurt Marlena in any manner, nor did I ever touch the girls. I never have and never will. I love the girls like my own. Okay, I guess they're hers. And they know that, as does everyone else who truly knows me. Well, unfortunately, Marlena's anger got the best of her that night. She called the police, which landed me in jail that night. Yes, me. A man who has never hit or harmed anyone in his life. I think it's safe to say that Marlena truly regrets making that call because the events of that night have completely unraveled both of our lives. He then said he's on the brink of losing his job. He's on administrative leave until the case is resolved. 
But then he goes on to say that the legal system is extremely flawed, particularly against men and fathers. So I guess he felt like he wasn't getting a fair shake and his only answer was to jump. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you believe that he's telling, telling the truth here, and who knows? I mean, there. Now, we know in domestic violence cases, while you could call the police and make a report, if you don't cooperate, I'm talking about Marlena, you know, it's going to be tough to make a case against the accused, right? So, I mean, there would have been a way out of this if clearly he didn't well, do anything. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes, if she's pissed off, she'll say something that night and then pull it back later on and the case falls apart. Right, but if the story is that he hit somebody, maybe that was too hard it, for her to... Well, Particularly it, if he hit her girls, that would be... And if there was proof... You know, if there was a bruise or a cut. But I don't right. know. Uh, you know. Yeah, we don't know the case, and it was supposed to be more on it today, but clearly not so. We don't have a defendant anymore because he decided it's his only option. I mean, I, he was uh, loved. I, I, I see a number of stories about him. He, mm. uh, an administrator of the year lives here. There's a signboard uh, outside his home. Yeah, well, there's often the public version of a person and the private version of a person. Yes. And you just don't know what's going on behind closed doors, and you never know what goes on in people's relationships. I find it odd that he had uh, he, he had this secret wife. There's a photo of her, and he's 51. It's hard to tell what people look like these days in photos because you can uh, Photoshop anybody, but she looks a lot younger. Hmm. And the name Marlena sounds Eastern European to me. Yeah, there's one picture where her oh. hair looks kind of pinkish. Pinkish? Oh. Did you see that color photo of the New York Post? Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the one uh, where he's wearing the blue suit. Yeah, that that one, and then this one is below it. But maybe you don't have it. Yeah, no, I got the printout, printout version. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't know. I don't know where she's from, how they met. Uh, they're her girls, so don't know what her background is with relationships. If he was married before, I mean, that implies that I, I love them as my own. So she he had tids, kids, yeah, too. Yeah, the LA Daily News else. says it is his three stepchildren. Yeah. so uh, He had three adult children from a previous relationship as well as three stepchildren. So I, this is not the ideal way to go out, okay? But at least I get a chance to say some final words to though I, who, who I love and adore. Why do, you uh, want, why do you want to make a big mess, a big splat at Disneyland? Oh, they it, shut down the whole tram system? It was quite a quite well, an event. Well, can you imagine? I mean, and then people see that. They see him jumping, or kids see him jumping, or, you know, they see the mess down below. Or they see the body, yeah. Or what's left I, of it? I mean... I know, there are many methods. I don't know why you'd want to well, make more innocent people a part of this. He and, may he may be really, really nuts. And again, he writes... Uh, uh, that's why you can't trust any of this stuff. You can write a sympathetic Facebook post, but... Right, that makes you look completely sure. uh, wrongly accused and right. wrongly charged or wrongly... Right. You get the yeah. last say, and then you go jump off a roof and... Uh, Nobody knows. All right, we got uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 
This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Well, uh, the headline in Variety doesn't put it very delicately, but clearly this is a factor in the case against Harvey Weinstein, the movie producer mogul who has already been found guilty in a trial of New York of sex assault on a number of women, is uh, now in a case here in L.A. It's in the hands of a jury. We may find out this week, or we may not, if they've reached a verdict. Uh, either favoring or against Harvey Weinstein. The headline is Harvey Weinstein's abnormal testicles are a key focus of the final arguments in his trial. Uh, we have <laughs> mentioned this probably too many times before, but um, how many times? He does have a pretty <laughs> unusual condition. He underwent surgery in 1999 for Fournier's gangrene which required doctors to remove some of his scrotum. So it was rotting. Gangrene yeah, had some sort of infection, is right. the death of uh, tissue. Yes. So his whole uh, uh, unit was dying there. And so to save the testicles, they had to relocate them. In his inner thighs. Right. So I guess they were, they were stitched in there? One on each... <laughs> oh, that's one on each thigh? I don't know. Or... I'm just reading the quote from the deputy DA who said that to the jury. Taken what? from his scrotum and put into his inner thighs. Thighs, thighs being plural. Huh. Because that comes, you know, it comes in one uh, container. And I don't... Deborah's dying because one there. of the accusers... <laughs> well, you're looking at me like I'm the penis expert. <laughs> You 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 had more experience than I do. <laughs> I anyway, uh, the the jury was shown photos of Weinstein's private parts. Wow, that must have been a tough time. Wouldn't you leave? Wouldn't you just walk out and say, "Arrest me! I don't care. I'm not doing this. I'm not spending weeks looking at Harvey Weinstein's relocated." Now testicles. it was not in the court. Life they is too they short. went into a private room in the courthouse and looked at the envelope of images, so they didn't put him up on the big exhibit stand. <laughs> Didn't they they already pass those photos around during the trial? Wasn't that up on the screen? No, I don't. I don't think so. You see it once, you're never going to forget it. (laughs) I am curious. I I wonder if there's maybe there's photos online about the the whole medical procedure. I'm I'm just. I I mean, do they take the whole uh, you know the the pair and put them on the left thigh, or do they put one on the left thigh and one on the right thigh? And the way then I how read did, it now, did, it sounds like one on each thigh. And how does that connect to the rest of the system? Well, and, obviously, and, there's some network there that connects it. Right, and there's still a pleasure to be had, even after you've, you know, snipped it off and reattached it. That that's it's still there's so still some charge to get out of that. I I just don't I don't medically I don't understand. I'm I'm addressing this as a science question. Um, you don't know. No, no. It, it, I, you know, one of the women, Jane Doe, number one, she told the jury that uh, Weinstein demanded that she uh, perform a specific sex act on that specific part of his anatomy. 
So there's still a sensation there. But she got cross-examined by this Alan Jackson who said, how could that happen if he does not have them accessible, I guess is the word. I, John, you need to interview a doctor. So you, you, you can you get you can sh- get your, your questions answered. We should get a medical ex- expert I, I, here? I think you should, yes. I see. Yes. Because nobody seems to have anything to offer here. Correct. <laughs> but that was... Uh, I, I just don't understand. And how did he get gangrene there? What do you have to do to get gangrene in that spot? Apparently, Jane Doe number one said, I recall that he didn't have one. It was like empty skin. Didn't have anything? Where the testicles would normally be. They oh. were not there, right? But he still had a member. He had a member, but not a, mm. not the rest of the right male anatomy. I just never heard of this. I mean, normally you get gangrene. Uh, yeah, you get it with an infection. You get it when uh, you have frostbite, right? And then the tissue dies and it turns black. You know, you could lose your fingers or your toes. or Yeah. But I wonder what kind of, like, who did he catch the infection from? Uh, Jane Doe number two is the one that said it looked like it was chopped off and sewn back on. That was her description. Meaning the testicles. The whole thing. The it was whole disgust- thing? His penis was disgusting, she said. Something wasn't right about it. Well, this is tough at dinner time, isn't it? Then there's Jane Doe number four. That's Jennifer Newsom. What does she know? Well, <laughs> she said uh, she's the one that called it fish-like. <laughs> Something was distorted in the testicles. Lots of skin, lots of skin down there. Is, so, wait, the jury has wanted to see the pictures? You see why this is, this- is key? If you were sexually assaulted by someone with this particular ailment and this very, very different appearance, you'd have to be able to describe it. That's what they were after. That's why this was such a big deal in this trial for women to prove that, you know, at least he got naked in front of me. Right. Lots of bruises, markings, yellow and green, lots of stretch marks on his belly. Bruises? This is what Newsom said. Very not physically fit at all. And then she described uh, his penis as fish. He had bruises on his belly? Yeah, bruises and markings, yellow and green. <laughs> Stretch marks? Stretch marks, I believe. This procedure was 1999. Oh, this would be 2006, she, 2005. Uh-huh. She claimed she was assaulted. Yeah, so it wouldn't be that yeah. many years later. Um, I don't know. That, that would screw up your head, though. They're going <laughs> to... Yes, that, would, that, would, that would make you mad. You'd be a mad guy. Yeah. So Jane Doe number one is a Russian-born, Italy-based model. She was the first witness, and usually you put on your strongest witness at the beginning and then your best witness at the end. And the fourth, of course, was uh, Jennifer Newsom. She was Jane Doe number four. Then we had a couple of women who were the prior acts uh, witnesses to talk about... uh, no, it turns out that one of the women was also on the stand in New York to help him get convicted. She repeated her story here in L.A. How many days have they been? 44 witnesses were called. Wow. How many days have they been deliberating? Oh, they just started late last week. So I okay. think this is only their second day, maybe. Okay, yeah. but, I mean, what's to discuss here? Uh, they want to be careful and thoughtful. Uh, and I always get suspicious when it goes beyond a few hours. It's like, yeah, right. well, remember, the defense may have found somebody who call who believes the transactional sex thing, right? That they may have found right. a, no, a uh, juror that, that, who's going to hold out. I mean, if, if this 
hung up, gets hung up, it would be over that. That, that it, oh yeah, that the actresses right. weren't convinced convincing enough in uh, claiming that they were shocked and brutalized. But uh, was, yeah, Weinstein's defense is never claiming that he did not have encounters with these women right. of sexual nature. Right. That's why I wondered why, that, why why the description of his uh, damaged parts were so important. Uh, nobody was saying that. Well, that's everybody, a good point. You're right. I yeah. don't know why, but it seems to have been uh, an important point to make as to whether or not they were actually there. But you're right. It wouldn't seem that they would have to prove they were there because I don't think they're contesting that. Right. Uh, I think in most cases I'm, he's contesting. He's just saying it was transactional right. sex. Definitely well, with Newsom. Weinstein's like saying, I never met this woman. I was never alone with her in the hotel room. She never saw me naked. It's just like, hey, they, they, they agreed. They were willing. Right. There was benefit for them. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I've been reading medical journals about the uh, relocation procedure that uh, Weinstein went through. I figured that would get you very... uh, They're highly technical, though. It's nothing I can really read on the air. I I did read about Fournier's uh, gangrene, though. Yeah. Um, That's what Harvey Weinstein apparently had, which resulted in the relocation of... uh, some of his private parts. No, it's only only ninety seven people a year get it. No, it's very rare. Hmm. And uh, I, it's just too disgusting to get into. Right Didn't now. stop him from you know going after women. No, no. You would want... think you know some men would be a little self conscious when it comes time to you know strip. Maybe I wonder. What, I just wonder if that drove his his uh... desire. Or yeah, he wanted for... to prove that he was still manly. Hmm. That he could still perform. Perform. Yep, even with that strange relocation. That he wasn't a freak. Assemblyman Jim Patterson's joining us after 5 o'clock, right after the news. Rather than be busy going after the oil companies, he's introduced a bill today, accountability for fentanyl dealers. He will explain to us that there is a loophole in the law, which is sending dangerous drug dealers and suppliers right back out into our neighborhoods and schools. You will learn what that loophole is. He was alerted by the Fresno County DA, Lisa Smithcamp, who's been on our show before, and she's pretty good about this loophole. So he's taken action. Of course, knowing the most Republican bills in Sacramento don't go far. But we'll talk to Jim coming up after 5 o'clock. Hey, one week ago today, they returned to the academy. Do you remember the 75 police recruits that were out on a morning run? This was November 16th, and they were plowed into by a guy who allegedly fell asleep behind the wheel of his SUV. Uh, We've all seen that video taken from the backyard of a home, their little camera out there, where, you know, we said it looks like he just doesn't veer or move at all, just drives straight into the line of runners. Um They have returned, but not all of them. There were three still hospitalized. That one that's in a coma is still in that condition. Another one did wake up. Six others are recovering at home. So it's like a total of nine or so who are not amongst, because of the 75 recruits, 25 were hit by this uh, driver, Nicholas Gutierrez who was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder of peace officers, but was released the day after the crash. Now, here we are. This was November 16th, and we're coming up you know, more than three weeks later. There's no charges against him yet. We had his lawyer on the show. 
who said that he simply fell asleep behind the wheel while on his way to work. This, of course, would be with the DA's office, George Gascon, but they have yet to charge him with any crime. Meanwhile, it's been tough for these recruits. Coming back to the academy, it was clear from this El Segundo Times reporter that some of them were still a little distracted by all the trauma of what happened. And, of course, uh, they had to respond immediately on the scene to try to save their uh, fellow recruits' lives and uh, try to figure out what uh, was going on. Um, 76 recruits started this program. There were recent college graduates, military veterans, four from the Marine Corps. Yeah, because when you look at this, you think, and look at the pictures, that they'd all be like fresh-faced 20-year-olds, but they're not. There are some people that decide a little later in life, even if they, especially if they've been in the military, that they want to be involved in police work. Yeah, that's that's a natural transition if you've been in the military. Yeah, they all had to undergo uh, tests, aptitude, physical agility, psychological tests, background checks. They spent 22 weeks there before graduating and launching their careers in law enforcement. Um, Most of the uh, academy attendees were for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, although we mentioned before that a number of other police departments use the academy to uh, to train people for jobs with their police forces. Um, it's a 40 hour work week. Uh, do you have to go through all you have to learn about military police traditions? They did wear uniforms. They got into military formations and. Uh, it was uh, eight weeks into this class's time, their class 464, that they were out on the four-mile training run. Uh, something they call they were building up their color runs, which would be dedicated to a fallen officer and would help them earn their patches for their uniforms. And they were out there dressed in their uh, academy green shorts and white T-shirts running in formation. Six instructors, two black and white radio cars, They were just a mile into the run when they passed a fire station on Mills Avenue in South Whittier when someone at the beginning of the group spotted that uh, Honda CRV approaching and not really getting out of their way. As we mentioned, the runners at the front, because they saw this coming first, were able to dodge the SUV, but this was a line of 75 runners. So uh, he hit, as we said, 25 of them and then crashed into a lamppost. And then these recruits had to go into action. Uh, one remembers that uh, an instructor, he had been on the department almost 28 years and never seen anything like this. It was like bodies just falling out of the sky. So many people were in need of medical attention at once. Uh, fortunately, the recruits had taken a CPR test earlier that week, so they went right into action to treat some of the injured. As I mentioned, 25 were injured, five critically head trauma, broken bones, and the one that's still on the ventilator is Sheriff, as a recruit. Uh, he is still recovering, but Sheriff Vinueva, before he left as L.A. County Sheriff, swore him in as a full uh, deputy. They took some time off after this, but apparently they returned to the academy uh, to try to finish what they had started. And uh, we wish them well. We don't know what's going to happen with this Gutierrez guy. It could be there's not enough evidence to prove that he did not fall asleep behind the wheel. I mean, that's going to take, as you know, we talked to Steve Gregory at length, the, the black box from his vehicle and uh, anything else they can gather forensically and from the witnesses to figure out what to do here. So 
we'll, we'll keep an eye on that story and see what happens. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking to State Assemblyman Jim Patterson up in the Fresno area. He's introduced a brand new bill that deals with fentanyl dealers. And what he has been told is a loophole in the law that allows them to really get right back out there very quickly with very little punishment. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.